0: brother he always had been he'd been the one who stuck up for her when everything went sideways and when she heard her mother's voice on the other end of the phone the floodgate of memories opened and it all came rushing back his earnest face his knit brow his pleading words how could you do this to lane It was as if he knew nothing would ever be the same again. And he'd been right. Lane, it's Nate, her mother had said when Lane picked up the phone. We need you to come home. What about Nate? What's going on? She leaned against Chloe's desk her gaze wandering through the glass of the conference room where Marshall now stood next to the screen, stalling for time. Lane pinched the space just between her eyebrows, trying to focus on her mother's voice on the other end of the line. Her mother started to cry. There was an accident last night. He's in the ICU. You need to come home, Lane. This couldn't be happening. Please, God, not Nate. Her heavy sigh matched her heart. Marshall glanced at her from where he stood, and she quickly turned away. The ICU? She did her best to steady her voice, unsure how she was going to persuade Marshall to give her a few days off. Convincing Solar to hire them was only the first part of the job. If they won the account, their workload would double, maybe even triple. And if she knew Marshall, and she did, their deadline would be a tight one. He would overpromise, talk big like he did. And Lane wouldn't sleep for the next six months. Marshall didn't care about family emergencies. He cared about results. If she couldn't deliver them, he would find someone who could. Tell me what happened, Mom, Lane said. It was a motorcycle accident. Nate and that stupid motorcycle, her mom said. A truck swerved over the center line and into his lane, and when he tried to get out of the way, he lost control and ended up colliding with the telephone pole. Why didn't you call me last night? Lane tried not to sound accusatory. We didn't know how serious it was until this morning, her mom said. You know, Nate, he's been in and out of the emergency room since he was a little boy. Was he wearing a helmet? Lane asked, thinking back to Nate's 18th birthday, when he announced he'd purchased a motorcycle with his own money. Their mother had been furious, but Nate's argument that he was an adult now eventually won out. She'd made him promise he wouldn't ride without a helmet, a promise he only sometimes kept. Yes, thank goodness, her mom said. But they don't know. Mom? Her tears had apparently overtaken her. Lane heard a commotion on the other end. Mom? As if raising her voice would make her mother pick the phone back up. Lane? Jer? You should come home. She felt the pinprick at the edges of her heart. She's not just overreacting. You know how she is. Her youngest brother sighed. He's not conscious, Lane. He's in a coma. Broke his right arm and leg and two ribs. A pause. Then Jeremy spoke in a lower tone. He's in bad shape. She sank into Chloe's chair as she thought of the last time she'd seen Nate. Two years ago at Christmas, and only because he came to the city and she felt obligated. She should have done better. Nate wasn't the one who betrayed her. Let me see what I can do, Lane said i'm in the middle of a couple of big projects here she didn't want to think about nate in a hospital bed or what it would be like walking into the waiting room and coming face to face with family she hadn't seen in months years